Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is my host, Garrett K. Jones. How's it going, everybody? Well, it's going great over here, and we are here to talk Ahsoka Episode 6. Yes. Yes, we yes. are. And finally... Thrawn has arrived. Thrawn has arrived, and I'll be honest, I'm I was kind of like, meh. <laughs> you can use that for the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, Lars Mickelson looks great as Thrawn. Um, although he kind of looks there's a time where he uh, a couple of scenes where he looks like a blue version of uh Elon Musk. I've seen, form. yeah, I've seen I've seen those comparisons too. Yes. Um, he sounds great. Sounds menacing. Um, just, I don't understand the point of what he's trying to accomplish. It doesn't make any sense. I, well, I mean, I have my theory mm -hmm. of what's going on, you know, what's in the, what's in the, uh, the things that he's bringing in. Mm -hmm. Um, and I may as well just go into it right now. I think we're looking at a basically army of the dead that he's going to use. Uh, the Night Sisters' uh, dark force force use mm -hmm. to resurrect uh, stormtroopers. That's kind of my thought. Is that's what they're what they're what they're looking for is um, to kind of you know bolster his forces by using zombies. Yeah, um, I. You know, it's funny that you should mention that because I just saw a video today. Um, I, I watched the Mr. H Reviews channel on YouTube, and mm. he they were talking about the um, the whole thing about um, a, was it that one or was it, I think I believe it so. Yeah, like the whole the whole premise is that uh, that his entire army are resurrected. Um, stormtroopers that have died mm -hmm. he's had the the great mothers of the of the night sisters resurrect them and so mm. the, the, it's possible that the army already is zombified in some way shape or form yeah um, because one of the things that's been popping up is that if you notice uh spoiler alert ezra bridger is in this episode in the flesh not just a hologram uh we'll come back to that in a moment but he's wearing yeah. this um chainmail type material and it looks like he made it from the dog tags of fallen stormtroopers the funny thing is, is we've never seen dog tags on stormtroopers so i don't right. know how that theory is going to pan out probably won't i mean most of the theories that have been surrounding the show have been bunk so well i mean that's the way it is for most yeah uh shows and theories of shows um Usually we come up with these elaborate theories and then, well, that was not even close to what we wanted <laughs> or what we were yeah. expecting. Sometimes yeah. it's better than what we were wanting, but sometimes it's not. Um, one thing I really, there's little, little details that I, I kind of, I did like, I liked how, you know, if you remember in the clone wars, when they would talk, when they would go and, have anything to do with the witches of Dathomir, and they're talking mm -hmm. with um, the the great mother there. She had that voice where you could hear the 
almost like the ethereal sound. Yeah. I like that you could kind of get glimpses of that when the great mothers would talk, where it yes. was like more than one person talking, like multiple people talking, but it was one voice. It was right. I, I love that little, little, little hint of detail. Yeah. The sound design, don't get me wrong. Like as, as concerned as I am about the writing in the show or the pacing of it, the, the sound design has been fairly epic. Yeah, um, it, they, they've been consistent. And, and that's one thing. That's one little bit of detail that I think Filoni has been doing very well with. Yeah. Um, I also I also didn't mind. I know I saw a few people complaining that it looked like Thrawn had put on a little pudge uh, <laughs> that he got. A little... I didn't mind that because you got to remember, he's been stuck in the unknown regions for how long, basically ruling as an autocratic dictator. And I, I look at someone like, in real history, someone like uh, Goring, mm. who was, during World War One was a fighting ace and was, you know, uh, probably in really good shape. But then once he got in some power and kind of got... He didn't get to fight as much, so, you know... Yeah, he, he kind of let himself go. Yeah, I kind of see the same thing. Um, I love the, the, the... You're already seeing the fanaticism that the stormtroopers have for him. Yeah. Uh, when he's coming, when he's walking down, you hear the Thrawn, 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 uh, which is again, even in the old EU, even in the new books, you get that same thing where it, soldiers were, the people who served under him were very, very loyal. Yeah. More so than any other Imperial officer. And, you know, and here's the thing. If, if his Imperial troopers are still fully conscious they haven't been killed off and zombified and all that yeah chances are with him being the strategist that he is and the leader that he is he has done whatever he can to make morale as strong as ever and if mm -hmm. that is the case then that would explain why they are so devoted to him yeah it's the flip and they are you know, reanimated corpses, it would make sense that they've been enthralled by the by, night sisters. By the night sisters. To yeah. be uh, to be so loyal. And one thing that kind of you know lends credence to the uh the theory that they have been kind of quote zombified is if you look at their uniforms, they all have the red bands all around them. You kind of look and you'll see pieces of red kind of cloth that yeah, kind of look like they're together and stuff like that you know yeah i do i do like i'm the fact that each they're not uniform like the stormtrooper armor is not uniform right you and see they, variations like different colors and different and well, not and, just in not just in uh the enoch the stormtrooper enoch yeah um but you know, you'll see just a little slight, you know, some might be more gray or more white, or you'll see different. Yeah, it's, it shows an army that's been, you know, out in the middle of literally nowhere for years. Yeah. And you have, and you have to make those adaptations to your armor because, I mean, especially for environmental factors or if they, if the armor itself gets damaged, you're going to make those you know, those adjustments as necessary to make sure that you're protected or that you're still able to wear it. Cause I mean, like 
you know, they don't have a way of refabricating the armor. And like, if you're, if your soldiers start losing weight or they gain weight or they lose a limb, you can't, you don't have the same resources and supplies that you would if you're mm-hmm. back in the core systems. Yeah. So yeah. got to make it adaptations where necessary, you know, keep things strict and, and by the book as, as much as you can, but make adaptations along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for me, I, I like the episode well enough. Um, it had enough mystery that it was, it was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's some good humor to it as well. The, uh, but geek, you know, geek news now are, our, our broadcast network they uh they posted some social some memes on social media it was like scenes from something else and it was like yeah episode six out of context contact yes and I'm like, I like- oh, my gosh <laughs> um yeah we have we have a little bit of 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 uh frozen tossed in with uh <laughs> yeah with search that. for spock <laughs> mixed with uh wizard of yeah, oz it, and so, there's one meme I saw today. It was uh, it was uh, Thrawn and Ezra, and but it was a picture of from the live action uh, Aladdin, Will Smith and Mia oh, Masood, who yes. played Genie and Aladdin respectively. <laughs> Just like I, oh, I saw one, it had a picture of Obi Wan. It said, first we had Space Jesus, and it showed a picture of of Ezra. Now we have Space Moses." <laughs> <laughs> or another one was. Uh, it showed it was the same thing, but it said, uh, it said, um, you know, picture of Jesus and it showed a picture of Ezra, historically accurate space Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, um, yeah, I just, for me, I think the biggest thing from a storytelling perspective is we were now, we were, we've done three fourths of the, of the show, 75% of it's come and gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got two episodes left, including tonight's and next week's, and we're no closer understanding what Thrawn's endgame is for all of this, yeah. if there is anything. I know that Morgan Elsbeth and Balin Skull are, are trying to just bring him back into the known galaxy so that he can wage war again. Um, I don't... Or, or I do think, something. I'm not... Yeah. Like the, the, it seems like... It seems like... It wasn't so much. I think Thrawn was the was the means to an end for Balin. I think Balin is looking for something there, and he knew that the only way he could get there is is by going to is by hooking in with Elsbeth because Elsbeth knew where Thrawn was. I don't think he cares one lick or another if Thrawn goes back to their main galaxy or not. Yeah, he, Balin well, is looking for something there. And but the the thing of it is is that the 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 intentions and the motivations are so unclear. Like yeah. there's no real reason for any of these characters to really do what they're doing because the audience has no clue. Like yeah, it, like good storytelling, you get hints and you get vibes and 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 just these little clues to kind of piece it out to give you something. As far as I mean, the only clear motivation that we have is that is that uh, Ahsoka wants to stop Thrawn and find Ezra. Yeah. Um, and Sabine really just wants to find Ezra. And 
Sabine's goal has been met. Yeah. The one person that she cared the most about, she has found. Her her story arc is pretty much done. What else can they do with her as a character? There's not much mm-hmm. left. Um, as for Thrawn's motivations, it's unclear. And and chances are the, the storytellers and the writers on this are going to parse this out right up to the end of episode eight. And we're still got, not going to be as clear as we should be on this whole thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, this is a character who should have been brought in. If he was really that big of a threat, they would have paced it better and they would have shown what he was doing, where he was without giving us a whole lot of clues about that location and let that be part of Ahsoka's search. Um, that way we get, we get some build up to their confrontation before the end of the, se- yeah. of the season. Um, because, because otherwise, I mean, if you're a casual audience member, you've, you've never read the comics, you've never paid attention to the clone wars or the rebels animated series. You've never, uh, read any of the books. You don't know who Thrawn is besides the brief mention of him in, um, Mandalorian season two and this show, nobody cares. Yeah. And, and that is, that's bad writing. I mean, like Dave Filoni for for everything he did right with the Clone Wars, he made the Clone Wars watchable so that even if you're a casual fan of Star Wars and you just want to check it out for the first time, you could jump into pretty much any episode, get a rundown of what's happening, and familiarize yourself with it. You don't, aside from the recap of the previous episode with Zoka, you don't get any of that. Right. There's yeah. no connection to anything that we have seen prior. There's no connection back to the films. And for all the homework that Disney star Wars is trying to make us do as audience members to be in the know of who Thrawn should be. We don't get that. Yeah. Obviously I think Thrawn should have, uh, and I've said this before to you, I can't remember if I've said it on the show, but Thrawn really should have been the primary antagonist of the sequel trilogy for episode seven, eight and nine mm-hmm. in the films that would have made much more sense because then, then his like this series with Ahsoka would help bridge why he's back in, in the first place. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have made much more sense, but they're not doing that. No. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that they're not, uh, that they didn't, but. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm really hoping that the 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 next couple of episodes pans out. We get something a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, the like it just feels like the, like each episode is like, hey, let's have you do like a little mini side quest type of thing. Every every episode, and it, it, like there are elements of the episodes that feel like filler. Like, mm. and and was it me or did it feel like it was way too easy? for Sabine to find Ezra in the first place. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, I thought the same thing, you know. <sighs> like, she just happens to stumble upon the rock alien that that would know exactly who she's talking about and where to find the person she's looking for. Yeah, yeah, that did seem very, you know. <sighs> it was too convenient. Yeah, it was very, uh, what's, the, what's the term, deus ex machina? 
In the, yeah, in this case, it's not really a machine that's that is creating the that thing. But yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the same, the same, the same, the same premise. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something. Something it's, happens. It's, yeah, it's very just, contrived. Yeah, because I don't know. It just like it would have been fun. Like, oh yeah, the alien knows where he is, and then she takes her to go get completely jumped and stripped of all of her armor and weapons. Yeah. That would have been a little bit more fun because then it would have pro provided a challenge instead of just, oh, okay, if we know exactly who you're talking about, even though we don't speak the same language. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that idea of having and then having these aliens strip her of her of her armor while she's down, kind of like a kind of like you know, their version of Jaw was, and then she yeah, they're to go, go hunt down their armor, and that's how she finds Ezra. And then Ezra has to be the one to be like communicate with them to let them know, like, hey, you. Yeah, that yeah. would have made much more sense because. And it would have been, and, and you would have been able to still see Ezra's, because one of Ezra's force abilities, the thing that he was, his connection with living beings. Right. You know, his connect, you know, so he'd be able to use, you could see him use the force because so far we haven't seen him. Do, do anything, anything. you yeah. know with the fort i mean we've had very little i did find it interesting that her response when when he said when he says how did you get here and her response was to deflect the question like, yeah let's not talk about that well let's... and I, and i get that because she feels guilty for allowing Ron or not Thrawn, but Elsbeth and, yeah. and Balin to find Thrawn, but still it's manipulate like manipulate her. Yeah. And, well, even, even when he said, when she said, when he asked, you know, did it work? I would have been like, he should have been like, yeah, and there was a Death Star and we defeated the empire and there's a new Republic and, and Luke Scott. Mandalore fell. Mandalore fell. Mandalore fell. And, Bo-Katan's on the throne now, but don't worry about that. She's harmless. Yeah, and all this <laughs> other stuff happened, and and like Leia's, Leia's dad was Darth curious. Vader. Yeah, I'm surprised he's not more curious about anything that she's encountered since his disappearance. Yeah, like, it just blows my mind. Did it work? Wait, define it, please. <laughs> the Death Star? Yes, it worked well. It blew things up. Oh, and you remember that? You remember that trip you were wanting to take to Alderaan? You always talked about that vacation. Well, it's gonna be a little balmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, I mean, the episode, like I said, the episode was fine enough. I just. You know, I, I keep coming back to like because my dad is a casual audience member. Like, I mean, he's watched through the first season of Mando. He's watched through parts of season two. I think I can't remember if he's watched through the entire thing. Um, certain things he remembers, certain things he doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but my parents also don't have any any streaming with Disney Plus. My mom uses Netflix from time to time, but very rarely. Yeah, and and so like. I'm thinking, I put myself in the perspective of, well, how would my dad be responding to this? My And the first thing that would pop up is, who is Thrawn? Why should I care? 
Yeah. Who is Ezra? Why should I care? All right. And and I, I kind of wish, like, if we had a way of putting, like, a poll for our episodes, mm-hmm. like, we should ask the question, how many of you are casual, you know, are a casual uh, watcher of, of Disney Star Wars? And if so, do you care? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That might be interesting. We, I might, we might look into that. Um, we can do something on social media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, hey, if, if you're listening to this episode and you've seen our posts on social media, which hopefully it's up by the time you hear this, uh, give give us your feedback. We'd love to yeah, hear. It. Yeah, like at GNN, we always say that uh, we're fueled by the fans, so we want your feedback on on not just this episode, but all our episodes. And speaking of feedback, I think this is a good enough time to let you. You know that this episode is sponsored by Amazon Audible. Uh, you can get the most out of your Audible tr- out of your Audible out of Audible with their Premium Plus platform as a trial, just as a trial. They'll give you the benefit of two free audiobooks just for trying them out. Click the link in the description. Yeah, and I'm I'm an Audible subscriber. I've been subscribed for about nine years or so, and I I absolutely love it. Um, I. I listen to audiobooks all the time. In fact, I fi- finished up a great one called Aletheia, and uh, it was done as a, um, a full cast audio drama. It was really fun, great cyberpunk, uh, neo noir uh, thriller. Um, some some books on there are super short; you can read them in you know just a few hours. Others are a little bit longer, may take some pacing, but definitely worth the try. You get uh, the way that your subscription works is you get you, you, you know you pay your regular monthly thing and you get uh, a uh, a credit for one free download. Anything else beyond that, um, you pay for uh, with your Amazon account. But you, the cool thing is you can let those credits roll over. And so if you don't want to use one during a particular month, you don't have to. You just let it roll over and roll over and they just accumulate. And then you can just buy a bunch of books absolutely free. Yeah. Awesome. Um. So how would you rate, like, if, if you're giving this uh, out of 10, how would, how would you rate this episode? Honestly, I would give it a solid 7.5 to an 8. Yeah, I'm about the I same. Would, I would say I lean closer to the 8. Uh, yeah. I, I did enjoy it. Um, I think, I think I, because you, I think because you come at it from the viewpoint of a writer. Um, I, I do think that you, you probably see more critiques in it and more flaws in it than I would. Um, because you come from a writer, uh, from a writer's perspective. So you can see those little storytelling beats and stuff like that, that I may, I may not see right away until, you know, I, I list, you know, until I listen to you. And then I can look back and be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I did notice that. Um, and maybe I'm just a little bit more forgiving of it. Um, I I don't think I don't necessarily think you're you're forgiving. I think you're coming at it from a, like you know I'm coming at it from the writer's perspective. You're coming at it from from the audience perspective, which is I think a little bit more objective. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not coming at it from the 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 
casual audience. I'm coming at it from I'm someone who's watched all of all the Clone Wars. I've watched Rebels. So I went in knowing who Thrawn was and knowing all this stuff ahead of time. Um, but one thing I think would be interesting to do uh, once once the, the series is wrapped up um, is to do a episode where we look back and look at what we would have changed Ooh, and that would be how fun. we would have done with the Ahsoka series. Um, I think that would be an interesting thing because we got two more episodes left yep. before before it wraps up. Um, you know, be... I, I did want to share one thing. I as far as like the aesthetic of the of the show, we were talking just a little bit ago about the Night Trooper armor because that's officially yeah. the title of these particular Night, troopers. Yes. Yeah, because um, I'm looking up Wikipedia, and it's it talks about because like. I love the design for Captain Enoch. That faceplate is oh. just creepy. It's it so, yeah, it, it's got different, different. Um, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say it reminds me of the um, the um, the harpies from uh, Game of Thrones. It, for those mm-hmm. who have seen it, um, the. I think it's the children of the harpy or something like that. Yeah. The the, ma- the bronze masks are just really just creepy inhuman stuff like that. But what I, uh, but what it's interesting is I'm going back and I'm looking at the, the night troopers um, and they're specifically uh, troopers that serve under captain Enoch's command. Um, but what's interesting is the armor because the, there's close-ups of some of the, the troopers and you can see that they've got gold on their armor as well. Yeah. And, um, it reminded me of because there's a huge, huge Japanese theme throughout um, Ahsoka, and it, it's kind of a carryover from the original trilogy, which was based on the work of Kurosawa. Yeah, but because, um, like, if you look at the at the style of of Ahsoka's uh, sword, her lightsabers, uh, there's kind of a katana style design to them. Mm-hmm. Um, her, I mean, her clothing is very, very Ronin ninja esque. Um, she's using actually a specific type of tabi boot that um, is used uh, in specifically in Jap- uh, Japan. But getting back on that, um, the night troopers, their armor is very reminiscent of uh, a Japanese art called Kintsugi, which um, it li- literally translates as gold repair uh, or golden repair. And where you, where you take something broken and you use, gold to piece things back together mm-hmm. and that brokenness makes it more beautiful yeah yeah um i also noticed like with the the, the mask design for captain enoch I mean, you can get all types of cultures you know ancient greece the some of the some of the, some mm-hmm. of the masks there some of the funeral mask yeah. um, of some european cultures roman culture uh, some of the Calvary, Calvary's uh, Roman uh, Roman Calvary would sometimes wear these elaborate masks like that uh, into battle, um, and even the name. I mean, that's an interesting mm-hmm. name to pick the name uh, Enoch. Yes, uh, very very biblical biblical name. Um, yeah, it. Uh, and- it- he he lived for 365 years before being taken by God. 
And yes. It, and it says that he walked with God and he was no more. Uh, that comes out of, uh, yes. yeah. yeah. Genesis three or four. Gen, uh, I want to say Genesis five. Mm. Cause it's right before they introduced Noah. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you're Catholic, there is a book of Enoch. Yes. Yes. The book um, of, yes. And so, yeah, it, it, it uh, describes him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's a clue that this is someone who, who never died or was resurrected. Yeah. Very, it's going to be very interesting to see how this, how this plays out because, uh, uh, it could be very, very interesting. Yeah. What I, I before real quickly, uh, what did you think of Ezra? Um, I mean, we got very little of him. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because, like, if he has been killing stormtroopers, like like some of the theories are saying, it's not a very Jedi mindset to be doing unless no. he's doing it out of self defense and. Yeah. He's, but here's the thing: if he, if the chainmail that he's wearing is actually made from, you know, stormtrooper dog tags, which don't know why, because we've never seen dog tags before, um, that doesn't seem like the kind of the kind of uh, trophy he would take, because you know it was already established in Rebels that the trophies he took were helmets. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, going going back the whole even the whole dog tag thing, I mean. It seems more likely that because dog tags are usually used to identify a soldier when 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 they die. That's what they're right. used for, so that they can. It seems more likely that there would be some sort of identification chip, some sort of a uh, a a card or a like number. A tag. Yeah, yeah. Not necessarily like we would think of a dog tag, like a metal dog tag. That just seems very. Right. And we've seen in the past, um, like, for example, in Andor, they were using command cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little. Yeah. Or so, even something on their armor that they could be scanned. Yeah, like, exactly. And then. Um, but, yeah, I think I'm interested to see where where it goes uh, tonight. Mm-hmm. tonight. Absolutely. It drops out. It drops um and kind of uh cuz tonight's the penultimate yeah that big word that big word yes episode um you know and you know see where it leads to and if my idea that they're setting up for the Dave Filoni movie um, yeah, that will be interesting. That's, I mean, that's that's my theory. Is I think they're setting up for the Dave Floney movie. Yeah, you know, but it's if hard it to out. say. It's hard to say because with with all the fan theories that we've had so far, not a single one has been correct. This is true. So, this is true. It was the bees. <laughs> not the bees. Not the bees. All right, uh, so let's. Uh, we're at that time. Let's I could wrap say it, it was up. Agatha all along. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Uh, last thing we need is is for any of the characters in Star Wars to start breaking out in song and dance numbers. 
<sighs> I hate musicals. <laughs> to be cl- to be fair though, that wasn't a, that wasn't a musical. That was a a intro to a TV show. True. It was still a song and dance number. <laughs> Anyway, uh, why don't you let the people out there know where they can find you at, Mr. Yes, you guys, you guys can find me on social media on Instagram and X at GKJ underscore publishing, where I talk about my books. I talk about my show the right way. Uh, Speaking of the show, uh, less than two weeks away from the season six premiere, which which lands at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on October the 7th. That's a Saturday. Uh, season six launches a uh, new format, uh, but same great content coming to you every month instead of, you know, three times a month. All right. As for us, of course, you can find us on Spotify. Just search for Geek News Now. We are officially with Geek News Now, the official home of War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. You can catch us on all social media under War of the Stars, except for Twitter, where we are at War of the Stars 1. That is also our email. If you want to email us, uh, send us an email, tell us a good question. Um, you can do there. Uh, if you want to support the show, patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars, or you can buy our merch. Link is in our Twitter bio. Again, that is at War of the Stars 1 or X Twitter, whatever it's called now. I still get Twix. Twix. Why, Elon? Why? Because he's grooming himself to be the next Grand Admiral Thrawn. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, and that will just about wrap things up for us this week. Remember, as always, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. This is the way.